The title of this teaching is Motherhood Requires Mercy and Justice. The teaching I gave our brothers Thursday night was Fatherhood Requires Mercy and Justice. It began with a sentence that Maku gave me this week when we were having spiritual accompaniment. She said, justice without mercy is tyranny. That's what we see in the Pharisees. And then we both talked about the opposite. And we talked about then what is mercy without justice? And the both of us felt that's complacency rooted in fear. In John, the Gospel of John, it's so clear who Jesus Christ is as one with the Father. He makes it so clear that Jesus Christ reveals the Father who is love. And love, my sisters, is both mercy and justice. One without the other is disordered. A broken fatherhood and a broken motherhood. Yesterday, I spent the whole day contemplating how we love as women, as mothers, in mercy and justice. And I feel that for women, mercy is lived especially through the feminine heart in our tenderness, compassion, gentleness, kindness, and patience. And justice is lived through our union of sorrows with Christ in the cloister of Mary's heart. And I think the heart of this teaching is explaining that. And it's important for us to understand as we are in the second nail of crucifixion that just anger is an emotion and an important emotion. St. Thomas Aquinas notes how it is a vice not to get angry over things one should. He calls it unreasonable patience. That would be mercy without justice. And that is not love. So I'm going to begin by speaking of just anger as revealed by Jesus in the scriptures, in the gospels. 
Jesus experiences all human emotions, including anger. As we contemplate in the Bible how Jesus lived anger righteously, we learn the difference between just anger and sinful anger. In John 2, verses 13 through 16, we witness Jesus's anger lived with physical manifestations, such as turning over tables, which seems out of character for Jesus. Why is Jesus angry? Jesus gave us a message. The message was from November 9th, 2022. And this is the first time I share it with you and our brothers. Jesus said to us, to love justice requires being able to live just anger according to God's will. Let me read it again. To love justice, which means to love God. God is mercy and justice because he is love. Therefore, my sisters, a man or woman that cannot live just anger in God's will cannot love according to God. A man or woman that lives sinful anger rooted in pride cannot love. The Lord continues in that message. I became angry because I am one with my father. I revealed through my anger the holy wrath of the father's heart to see his holy temple turned into a marketplace. My just anger expressed Abba's wrath. My anger flowed from love. The purpose of my anger was to bring into the light the darkness of sin that had penetrated the house of God, especially in the hearts of the church officials. As you ponder these words of the Lord, he reveals what just anger, when we live just anger, it has to have these qualities. It has to flow from love and it has to have the purpose of God's will, which is to bring into light the darkness, the sin in the hearts of others for their salvation and redemption. 
Let me give you an example. The just anger of a father must bring to light the sin in his children's hearts and discipline them to help eradicate the sin. If a father fails to exercise this holy anger, he enables the making of unruly children, which will produce disordered future men. The woman is also called to bring to light the sin of her children and discipline them. But listen carefully, my sisters. This is what Mary is teaching us. But always through her motherhood as a help and support to her husband as the head of the family. Let me finish now the message of the Lord. And I'm going to go back to this because I know you're all maybe thinking something. Okay. <laughs> so the Lord finishes this message by saying the just anger of God is now shaking up the church and the world. God's wrath is overturning the lives of people and exposing the sin in my holy sanctuary. God's just anger touching the earth is moved by love for the purpose of God's holy anger is always the salvation and redemption of his people. End of quote. I mentioned to your brothers Thursday night that in the United States, we have a saying sometimes in families, oh, the woman wears the pants of that house, meaning the woman is the one that's taken charge because the father is absent or is not the one that is able to love with mercy and justice. Now, that has happened to many women, including maybe us. And that's a disorder. Whenever women take over the role of the father and become the fathers, that is a disorder because we are not men, we are women. And we must continue to discipline, but never as men. We must always discipline through the feminine maternal heart. And that's important. So the question becomes, how do women live just anger in God? Is it different than men? And yes, it is. The answer is contained in Mark chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, and in Mary's life. 
we learn how to live love, which is mercy and justice, especially as women through Mary. In Mark chapter 3, I'm sorry, Jesus' anger in the temple was not the only time that he revealed his just anger. Throughout the scriptures, we see Jesus angry. Now, in Mark chapter 3 is the key for both women and men. But here comes the fullness of the woman's heart on how to live justice. It says, again, he entered the synagogue. There was a man there who had a withered hand. They watched him closely to see if he would cure him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, come up here before us. Then he said to them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil? To save life rather than to destroy it? But they remained silent, looking around at them with anger and grieved in their hardness of heart. He said to the men, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The above Bible passage, my sisters from Mark, reveals that Jesus's anger is connected to his sorrow. This is the key to how anger flows from love. The whole key. As women, if our anger is not lived In the sorrow of the anger, where our justice will never be moved through love. The Lord explains the union of God's anger and sorrow in the message he gave the Love Crucified community on November 14th, 2022. Jesus said, The anger of God flows from his sorrows. Listen carefully. The anger of God flows from his sorrows. God is love. And God's love is one with his sorrows. For his people continue to turn their lives away from him. To live seeped in pride and self-love. God's just anger flows from his sorrows when his mercy is not received. Therefore, all my emotions reveal love, Abba Father. God's just anger must now act to save his people from total destruction. For God is love and remains faithful even when his people don't. Just like sorrow, 
the human emotion of anger needs to be purified in God, moved solely by love and not pride. Therefore, my sisters, reacting from anger as an outburst is always moved by pride. And we know the difference. Usually our ego, it's all about us. We got hurt. Something was said that triggered our ego, our wounds. And we answer back in a harsh way, but not in love. Because it came from pride and not sorrow. Acting from anger to bring to light the darkness in the heart of another solely for the good of the other is holy anger. The anger in this way is not focused on what was done to me, but on what's best for the other. That's just anger. Jesus continues in that message. Just anger lived through me and in me becomes the sails of the ship, meaning our heart, moved by the wind of the Holy Spirit to act with God's zeal, courage, and truth. Just anger moved by the Holy Spirit becomes the sword of righteousness that cuts through bone and marrow, exposing the hearts of my people. Those two sentences is another whole teaching. I'm going to leave them for you to ponder. This is a a very packed, um, beautiful message. The Lord continues to say, therefore, every person must distinguish anger rooted in pride from the just anger of God, moving through souls to accomplish his will. You see, God will use our feminine with Mary, justice in him through a feminine heart to pierce in a feminine maternal way the hearts of others to bring them into the light. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit through us as women. He'll do it through men also, but through their manhood, fatherhood. It's interesting. The way that Jesus spoke to the Pharisees as a father, as a man, God-man, was very harsh. You hypocrites, you whitewashed tombs, you vipers. Yet, Mary never speaks that way. And interesting, Jesus never speaks that way to a woman. Okay, we're going to get into that a little later, but that's important for us to see. 
there is a way a man is supposed to protect and enter the justice that's different from the woman. Then the Lord says, my just anger always moved, acted to reveal the lies in the hearts of our people for truth and lies cannot coexist. God's holy anger brings about a great shakeup because he is love and only desires the redemption and salvation of his people. End of quote. So as I pondered yesterday, I felt moved to go back and read John Paul II's apostolic letter on the dignity and vocation of women to discover more how we as women are called to live mercy and justice. I think we've got mercy down, (laughs) but justice gets tricky because it involves the emotion of anger used in love. And I think the key I found um, in John Paul II's words, he said, When a woman is in travail, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she is delivered of the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a child is born into the world. John 16, 21. Then Pope John Paul II says, This is the link that exists between a woman's motherhood and the Paschal mystery. For this mystery also includes the mother's sorrow at the foot of the cross. The mother who through faith shares in the amazing mystery of her son's self-emptying. As we contemplate this mother, whose heart a sword has pierced, our thoughts go to all the suffering women in the world, suffering either physically or morally. In this suffering, a woman's sensitivity plays a role. Even though she often succeeds in resisting suffering better than a man, meaning that women have the capacity to suffer better than men. It's part of the beauty and the power of our feminine hearts. John Paul II also explains how original sin becomes a greater disadvantage for women, thus causing great suffering in the hearts of all women. He says, therefore, when we read in the biblical description, the words addressed to the woman, your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Genesis 3.16. We discover a break. 
and a constant threat precisely in regard to this unity of the two, which corresponds to the dignity of the image and likeness of God in both of them. But this threat is more serious for the woman since domination takes the place of being a sincere gift and therefore living for the other. He shall rule over you. This domination indicates the disturbance and loss of the stability of that fundamental equality which the man and the woman possess in the unity of the two. And this is especially to the disadvantage of the woman. End of quote. Now, it's important, my sisters, to understand this in order to live mercy and justice as love. Because here, in this disadvantage, God brings forth an enormous grace for womanhood. Ava sends his only begotten son into the world, and Jesus restores the dignity of women by uniting them to his sufferings as one with the motherhood of Mary. And it is seen clearly through the scriptures. Mary Magdalene, a prostitute. Jesus brings her. He doesn't call her, you prostitute, you dirt, you know. He restores her. Jesus knows the brokenness from original sin of the domination of women from the beginning. He understands that and he laments. He has such a love for the woman. And he restores Mary Magdalene, the adulterous woman. They're going to stone her. Jesus sees in that adulterous woman the suffering of all women from the beginning of time because of sin. The domination, the abuse, the sexuality, all of it. And again, he restores the dignity of that woman. The woman at the well. Now, he never says it's okay. Prostitution, adultery, it's okay. No, no, no. He makes it clear. This is wrong. This is a sin. But he knows the heart of the woman. He knows they have fallen into those disorders because of their brokenness. And with the greatest tenderness and love, he draws all those women into his sacred heart as one with Mary to now transform their suffering into his redemptive. And we are restored in the redemptive mission of Jesus Christ as women. 
That's the beauty, the dignity now. In Christ, we as women are restored as one with Mary. Powerful. I'm so glad he made me a woman. <laughs> I am, I, I'm ecstatic to be a woman. It's so beautiful. And how beautiful that God is bringing us this grace in a time in history with all this gender ideology where what Satan is destroying is the identity of man and woman. Thus, my sisters, through our suffering as women, we enter the power of God to bring forth the new life of Christ in souls. Our emotion of anger, therefore, must be lived through the power of our sorrows as one with Christ in Mary. And that brings joy. And that's when John Paul II writes, but the words of the gospel about the woman who suffers when the time comes for her to give birth to her child immediately afterwards express joy. It is the joy that a child is born into the world. The joy too is referred to the Paschal mystery, to the joy which is communicated to the apostles on the day of Christ's resurrection. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. The joy of a woman is giving birth through labor. And that is through the pain, the capacity of the feminine heart to suffer the sorrows of Jesus. That's the power that Mary reveals in her womanhood, motherhood. That is the power of how we have to use our love in justice. And finally, I want to explain John Paul II explains that the strength of a woman to live mercy and justice is given to her by God as he entrusts to her human beings. And here, my sisters, we understand the heart of spiritual motherhood. John Paul II wrote, The moral and spiritual strength of a woman is joined to her awareness that God entrusts the human being to her in a special way. Woman is strong. Because of her awareness of this entrusting. Strong because of the fact that God entrusts the human being to her. Always and in every way. Even in the situations of social discrimination in which she may find herself. This is important because Jesus entrusts souls to us 
He has entrusted our husbands, our children, but he has entrusted priests, spiritual sons and daughters, Bernie's children, Zilkia's children at school. Those have all been entrusted to you. And when we are aware as women that these human beings have been entrusted to us by God, the strength comes, the strength of suffering for them. Even when they treat us with discrimination. How many spiritual sons have I received? That have treated me not very nicely. And I had to fight against my human anger seeped in pride and self-love. The heck with him. It's very difficult to continue to say, I give my life for this man that's hurt me so much. The human ego wants to the wrong kind of justice. But I have to enter the pain of the brokenness of those men entrusted to me. And through the pain, live giving my life in the redemption of Christ with Mary for them. It's a choice. And I don't use my justice to tell them off or to be not nice or to forget about them. Thus, John Paul II ends by saying, the perfect woman in Proverbs 31, verse 10, becomes an irreplaceable support and source of spiritual strength for other people who perceive the great energies of her spirit. My sisters, Jesus has entrusted to the mothers of the cross as spiritual mothers, his priests, including the domestic priests of our homes. From the beginning, August 10th, 2011, he said to us, it is the hidden force of the mothers of the cross that will help to bring to life the dead bones of my sons, meaning priests. And finally, my sisters, our holy anger must always act from love. This is only possible when we first suffer our sorrows as one with Jesus in Mary, in silence and prayer, as Mary teaches us, so that when we confront it is moved by the power of the love of our motherhood. And John Paul II there too said, a woman's dignity is closely connected with the love which she receives by the very reason of her femininity. It is likewise connected with the love which he gives in return. Woman can only hand herself by giving love to others. The only way our femininity is fulfilled 
is by giving love. And I end with, I think, one of the most impactful messages for us as we live the second nail of crucifixion. I, I, I think I've read it to you in every teaching I've given in the past few months from November 5th, 2022. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But again, it's the union of sorrows. The Lord said to us, my sorrows lived in my human heart, reveal the love of God. My sorrows and my love are one. As I purify your emotions in me, I am drawing you into the depth of my sacred heart to live as one in my sorrows. The union of sorrows is the perfect union of love with God on earth. The sorrows you live are my sorrows for souls. This union of love is where I'm bringing each of you. For it is the perfect union of love and therefore the perfect prayer to aid in the redemption of countless souls. And I think I end by saying that we need to ponder this teaching, doing an examination of conscience, because has I've been looking at myself since the Lord has been revealing this. Personally, I feel my disordered personality can be more mercy without justice. I have a great fear to confront. Extremely difficult. I will very happy stay very silent suffering for someone <laughs> that's safe for me. I can live sorrows, right? But when the Lord moves me to speak the truth with love, I can't tell you how hard. And I feel this disorder in my way of loving. The Lord has brought to my attention now. And I have to confront myself and say, when I am not truthful, moved by the spirit, I don't do it out of fear. And I'm maybe not even aware. That's not love. Because if a soul needs to be confronted in a gentle way. With the love of a motherly heart, the truth of what's wrong with them. And God needs to bring that light through me. And I don't respond because of fear. I am not loving. I lack the correct justice. And so some women might be really strong with justice and maybe in the wrong way in our society. I know a lot of business women that felt they had to become manly to survive in the business world. And they just became brutal. That's a disorder of womanhood. 
our power is in our love and suffering united to the paschal lamb. Our love is in our ability to speak the truth, but with love. So there is a lot here when we get into anger and sorrow. And and I kept asking the Lord, when are you going to have me speak about anger? I wrote about anger many months ago before sorrow. And the Lord just kept taking us to sorrow and sorrow and sorrow. And now I understand. We had to wait to enter the emotion of anger. Because boy, we better know how to live sorrows if we're going to live anger correctly. So it's beautiful how God does everything. So God bless you. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.